Are you going through a difficult time in your marriage? Do you question if your relationship will survive the broken place you're in right now? Bob and Dana Gresh have been there and offer their story in the book, Happily Even After. And Dana Gresh, of course, is an author, speaker, and the creator of the True Girl Live events, which, by the way, the Pajama Party Tour taking place tonight. We're going to talk with her about that as well. Good morning, Dana. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, it's always good to have you on. So excited to talk with you about uh, the book as well as the event tonight. But let's start off talking about this uh, book that you've got called Happily Even After. And I know that this um, comes out of a a difficult time in you and your husband's uh, lives. And so let's get an overview about the book and what it's about. Well, there's no delicate way to say this, so I'll just dive in. Yeah. first saying that my husband is the hero of my heart, the leader of my ministry, a a man I prayed for for many years is now the man I pray with. He Mm. is incredible. But he faced a fierce battle with lust and pornography. And um, there came a point when he shared how that battle looked, and it was a devastating day. He Mm. broke my heart. But I had to make a decision if the marriage vows I made were for in sickness and in health. And I did a lot of learning. I learned a lot about pornography and the grip it has on men and women and how it can uh, really just devastate a brain. And I really do believe that someone who is chronically using pornography or erotica, what began as a sin problem is probably at this point a brain problem. If you scan the the brain of an individual who's healthy, you're going to see this smooth surface. But if you scan someone who's addictively using pornography, it looks like Swiss cheese. It's pockmarked. Uh, mm. Looks a lot like a heroin addict's brain. Wow. And so I had a husband who needed a wife to walk with him in sickness, and that's mm. what I did. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Dana, what does that look like? How how can a wife or husband, if it's the wife that has the issue? Uh, really walk with someone in something that's so hurtful to you personally? Well, it's a very complex process. It really is. And I think a lot of people, roughly 60 to 70% of marriages in the church are suffering from this very thing. And yet we're not talking about it. Um, It's been amazing to me to see how many people are as they say, coming out of the woodwork in my own community to tell me that they've been struggling as this book has launched. Um, But the reason we wrote the book is because we found the process to be really difficult until we figured out a couple of important things. One is that there, you do need clinical understanding. What I just said about the brain, there's no other organ in the body where you wouldn't involve a physician to have understanding even though you'd be praying about it, even though you'd be applying God's truth to whatever physical ailment you were having. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when it comes to the brain, as Christians, we can be very allergic to clinical understanding and clinical help. But at the same time, if you have only clinical help with something that is a, not only just a brain problem, but it's a sin issue, you also need biblical help. So finding that can be really complicated, Mm -hmm. clinical plus biblical care. Um, But we write about in the book how you can find that. It is out there. It is possible. And redemption is something that you can experience in your marriage. If God can heal our marriage, he can so heal yours. Mm. Yeah. 
So, Dana, I'm just curious, um, you know, as we mentioned that the, it's really prevalent, even in the church uh, today, the addiction to pornography and the use of it. How did, the, how did it all come about to where your husband came clean? I mean, came to tell you, because that's a hard thing to do. I'm thinking, putting myself in that position, that would be so hard to do. And so yeah. there's people probably listening this morning that maybe need to do that. And, and how, did, how did he do that? Well, uh, a couple of things. One is um, uh, most people who are struggling with pornography or erotica are lonely. And lonely people struggle with erotica and pornography. There's statistical data on that. Mm-hmm. So if there's a pornography problem in your marriage, there's also a loneliness problem Mm -hmm. in your marriage, most likely. And so how do you erase that loneliness? Well, you get to be known, not just present Mm -hmm. in the house, physically there, but truly, truly known. And probably one of the most terrifying days for Bob was when he told me, but it did devastate me. It did hurt. It was crushing. In the long run, it enabled us, it opened up the doors for us to be better known to one another and to erase the loneliness. And when we're together, there's a sweetness, a friendship that wasn't there before. And Mm -hmm. we kind of thought everything was okay. We didn't realize how unwell we were Mm. until we did this hard work. But I'll tell you what my husband would say is he saw that I was experiencing a lot of physical unwellness that seemed to associate with his acting out. Now, listen to this. This is freaky science right here. Mm-hmm. But the body really does measure the wellness of a relationship. So in other words, um, my eyes, for example, were noticing that Bob wasn't making eye contact with me for a period of time. And I, I kind of was aware of it, but not. Um, and when your body starts to measure that there's something wrong in a relationship that's meant to be a relationship of trust, it sends off inflammation warnings. Mm -hmm. And so you begin to experience inflammation and it can result in uh, joint and muscle pain, headaches, um, all kinds of just illnesses that don't really make any sense. And I was seeing physicians and saying, I've been so sick for about 18 months. I can't figure out what's wrong with me. They were testing me for autoimmune disorders. Well, when Bob came clean and we started to do well, I got better. Wow. <laughs> and there's science, mm. there's there's science on this, there's research on this that you know, a lot of women are like, yeah, I've was really sick before my husband told me. And then I and then you, you do kind of get you kind of break down a little bit, but then you get well. Mm-hmm. So, it was him seeing there is a spiritual impact here that's impacting my wife. I th- He thought for a while, oh, I'm doing this and it's not hurting her. But then he saw that it was impacting me. Mm-hmm. And that really was part of what God used to bring him to repentance. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So, Dana, you discovered some things that and some beliefs that every marriage needs to have to survive a broken place. So yeah. what are some of those? Yeah, well, we discovered seven of them that were really helpful for us. I'm not sure they're conclusive, but things that we had to learn as we walked through them. In fact, we were starting next week, we're releasing a limited series podcast where we explore each of them. It's called Happily Even After as well. 
the pilot is already out there. But one of them is um, honest confession brings healing. Mm. And you may think, I, I don't want to hear what my husband's done or seen, uh, or I don't want to tell her what I've done or seen. But the Bible does tell us that the truth will set us free. Now, that verse is talking about Jesus, the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. But there's also um, Jesus, the word tells us to illuminate our sins, to drag them into the light. There's that little T truth, too, that matters. And the truth, while sometimes quite painful, is never devastating. It always makes us better. It always brings clarity. And that eventually brings an awareness of what needs fixed. And then that brings healing and wholeness and freedom. Mm. It really does bring freedom. And so we truly believe that there does have to be a, a moment where full disclosure is offered. And that takes um, a lot of wisdom and help. You can't do it alone. You've got to have a community of people around you. We recommend people with some clinical understanding, but who use the Bible as the backbone of their care. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you got to you gotta bear it all. Yeah, definitely. Talking about the book, Happily Even After, with Dana Gresh. And so Dana, um, give some encouragement to somebody that's listening right now that either is struggling uh, with this, um, you know, this sin that's going on, or somebody that has suspicions that something's going on, and they want to work things out, they want to talk through things. Give them some encouragement today, if you could. Yeah, well, I guess my encouragement would be this, you're not alone. The majority of the church is struggling in the same way that you are. It's not fun for Bob and I to tell our story uh, took a lot of prayer, a lot of thought. Mm -hmm. But at some point, we have to start telling the story so that we can overcome this insidious sin that's devouring the hearts of men and women in our church. Mm. And um, as we've done that, we have found a new freedom in Christ and we're allowing God's allowing us to share that with each other. Now, our redemption process has been so thorough that not only has God redeemed our marriage, but Bob confessed to me in the red leather chairs in our living room, and I hated those chairs after that confession. I had them moved to another building. I couldn't sell them because they were too expensive, but I couldn't have them in my house. And at one point, God said, if I can redeem your marriage, don't you think I can redeem those chairs? Mm. And I want to tell you that those chairs have become the place where we've welcomed grandbabies, where we've prayed with other couples who mm. needed healing. And um, just a few years ago, my daughter-in-law wrote a foreword to one of my books for True Girl. And in it, she wrote about how in those red chairs, she found healing in Christ as she and I mm. talked and prayed together. And she said, dear reader, when you are in these reading the pages of this book, I want you to know it's like crawling into Dana's red chairs with her. She had no idea what had happened in those wow. red chairs, yeah. wow. but what a mm. thorough redemption. It was like God was saying, yeah, girl, I mm -hmm. can redeem it all. Yeah. And he could do that in your life too. Amen. Amen. I was just thinking real quick that we've been talking today about what and where in the world would you say you feel most comfortable? And I was just thinking, maybe those red chairs are a place for yes. you to feel comfortable these days after what the Lord's oh, done. So true. It's where I meet with the Lord every morning. Yeah, very mm, cool. Wow, Dana. 
And also, you were talking about the truth and, and lies, and tonight there's an event here in our area, Denna. We're having the True Girl Pajama Party Tour tonight here in Yay. the QCA, and uh, you talk about dispelling lies in girls' lives. So that is, the following the truth is a very big part yeah. of this event tonight. Mm-hmm. So what can people expect as they head out or get their pajamas ready for this evening? Well, it is the most fun a mom and daughter will ever have digging into God's truth together. It really is, I promise you. Live worship, written music written just for that age group. They're going to love it. Mom-daughter conversation time, game time. And the core teaching is based on the book, Lies Girls Believe and the Truth That Sets Them Free. We're going to be teaching the girls how to identify unhealthy emotions that may be evidence that there's a lie they're believing about themselves or about God or about the world. And we're going to teach them a three-step process to identify that lie, rip it up, and replace it with God's truth. It's um, all based on a book series by Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, and we are just making it accessible for that young 7- to 12-year-old mind, and mm-hmm. it is going to be a tool she uses the entire course of her life. Nice. Wonderful. Well, it's going to be a good time. If you want to still get tickets, you can do that at mytruegirl.com slash events, and then you can find out more about getting tickets. Deb and Reagan from the station mm-hmm. are going to be there tonight, so make sure you stop by and, and say hi. But it's mytruegirl.com slash events. And also, if you want to get a copy of the book that we've been talking about, Happily Even After, you can go to moodybooks.org, mm-hmm. and you can pick it up there as well. And we've been visiting with Dana Gresh. Dana, thank you so much for what you do and for taking time to visit with us. My pleasure, guys. God bless you. You as well.